All right. Hi, my name is Cheryl Field Smith, and um, I am here today talking to Lenisa James, who is a wife, a mother, a home educator. She's a homeschool leader. She's a businesswoman. She's a high school consultant from the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, among other things. But we are here to talk about some issues and trends that are happening in the homeschool world and in um, the United States that we should be thinking about, um, those of us that are interested in homeschooling. So how are you today, Lenisa? I'm wonderful, Dr. Cheryl. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, so I thank you for being here to help um, create this video so people can think about some of these important issues in home education. So one of them, the first topic, is just thinking nationally. I know that um, recently in Harvard, there was a Harvard law professor that I think you and I have had some conversation about who has um, expressed some deep anti-homeschooling um, beliefs and uh, she's trying to get people to ban homeschooling. Um, my fear is because it's Harvard, people might listen. However, there were people on that campus as well that were against what she was saying. Um, and her main thing was worried about um, home education laws across the country not having good oversight for children. And other people have expressed fears of public schools um, possibly you know, being defunded as homeschooling increases. So what would you say to those of us that are interested in homeschooling and that want to see it continue to be a viable option for families of all types? How can we keep up and keep aware of these things? Thank you, that's a great question. And um, you know, with COVID-19, everyone was homeschooling. And you know, America has hit a uh, interesting place where we've never been before where uh, everyone had an opportunity to get there if you will and we know um, the importance of parents being parent-led i mean especially as a black homeschooler you know there was nothing more important than mom and dad having their hands on their children and so you know this Harvard professor, we just think is ludicrous what she's saying, you know, presumptuous banned on homeschooling. Um, you know, everyone's not going to homeschool. There are going to be people who want, you know, private, you know, public education, private education. There are going to be people who want homeschooling. Mm -hmm. And so I think what black homeschoolers need to do is to make sure they stay connected to, you know, companies like HSLDA who are working very hard to make sure that the legislation for homeschoolers you know, really is where it should be um, in our best interests. And so um, some of the things that she was saying about abuse and their concerns, you know, those same concerns are for kids who are in public school. And there are organizations already out there to uh, combat the issue of child neglect and child abuse. And, and those are the organizations that should uh, address it, not necessarily homeschool. Mm -hmm. um, I'm from the school that uh, there's nobody better for children than mom and dad. And I believe that I am the biggest advocate for my children. Nobody loves them the way I love them. If my kid doesn't know algebra, it's my problem. Uh, if they go to school and my kid doesn't know algebra, it still becomes my problem. So, you know, homeschooling is a wonderful place for parents to take personal responsibility and to get the support that they need to be able to help their kids thrive. Because we're really essentially in our own pocket when you think about it. What do you mean? 
Well, hey, if my kid doesn't know algebra and they can't, you know, you know, launch out of life, then it, it falls back on me. I'm still paying. My job is to make sure that I have children who are very successful. Um, I have seven of them and I'm very serious, you know, that I'm not going to live forever and that, you know, my job is to position them to be able to take care of themselves. And I don't think that there's anybody more committed to that than mom and dad. I agree. I agree. Okay. Um, another topic that has come up is um, access to higher education. I know in some places, um, home educators have experienced situations where traditionally schooled children, for example, are waived from having to take um, a required test like the SAT or the ACT to get into um, a college or university. Whereas even if a child is homeschooled and able to do some dual enrollment courses on a campus, that law didn't apply to them or that policy didn't apply to them. When those things happen, like the inequity between a policy for um, access to higher ed in particular, what can home educators do? What have you heard of people being able to work around things like this? Yeah, there, you know, there are some workarounds. Sometimes when a student is doing a dual enrollment, you know, they can go into a school as a transfer student. Of course, you know, that may change things, or maybe it's not their goal. They want their student to show up as a freshman. Um, you know, we have to stay close. You know, that's one of the reasons why I'm committed to HSLDA. We have to stay close to those who are making it right, you know, for homeschoolers and that, you know, a public school or private school don't have um, access that homeschoolers don't get. And so this is the opportunity to really, really dig in deep, particularly if you're interested in homeschooling, you want homeschooling to be around, we need your support. We need people who are committed to, um, you know, making sure that what's available to public school students, available to private school students should also be available to homeschool students. My daughter just graduated from college and um, you know, there are options, there are test options. Um, she came in and you know, one of the things, Dr. Cheryl, that I wanna share with you, something my daughter said to me, she says, you know, homeschoolers are more equipped to college than any other student because we're used to, you know, getting that hour lecture, getting the book, studying it, reading it, and being ready to take a test. So yeah. schools are ready for college and they can be very successful. That's right. So when a, if a home educator comes across a policy that seems like um, home educators are being um, left out of something or it's not equitable, would they come to HSD, a place like HSLDA? Yes, they should get membership because um, our memberships for all of our members, if there are any issues, that's what the HSLDA attorneys do. They do it well. And so that's the place that uh, they can lean in. But it's a case by case situation. We don't know about what the situation is. If, you know, if black homeschoolers are not members of HSLDA, I believe in, you know, in my opinion, that there are many things going on with our homeschool education that we may not even be aware of, simply because you, you may not have membership or you don't know what to do, you know, about a situation that you're in. So I, I really do. I think it's um, good use of your resources to be connected to, you know, HSLDA and their commitment to helping homeschoolers, all homeschoolers. Yes. Um, something that's come up recently in my own research, and you and I have had a chance to talk a little bit about it, um, I learned about challenges that Black home educators face when they seek to engage in homeschool groups that are predominantly white are if they're secular home educators and they're not 
they feel that they're not welcomed in Christian-based homeschool groups. And this is really challenging because many times, um, I know here in Georgia, a lot of the homeschool programs are housed within a church. And so what suggestions do you have to help the homeschool movement move towards um, more inclusive um, environment for all? Yeah, we need more leaders. We need more Black homeschool leaders. We need parents. You know, a lot of times when you begin to homeschool, you, you look to join a group, and we don't always think about the leadership, the things that you can bring to the table, the perspective you can bring. And as we have more leaders who step up to, um, you know, be a part of this movement, they, they have the opportunity for their voices to be heard. I mean, I, I'm a ministry director for a local homeschool group here, and I have, too have experienced some situations that were um, maybe not the best scenario for my child. What I did about it is I created a group. Um, and so it's important, you know, the, the churches are not the only place, you know, to, to host an event you know, to gather up homeschoolers. So I think that's important. Now, I am a big fan of the church and the support of the church that they give to homeschoolers. But I do realize that there are situations where if you're secular, it's difficult for you to walk into uh, to the church. Some people do want that umbrella of, you know, a godly place to kind of work out their home homeschooling. But I realize that that's not the reason why everybody's homeschooling now. So you really have to find the place that works best for you but I think the best solution for all of us is to step up and be leaders when we show up in that place, wherever it is, be a leader, teach a class, right? Yeah. Um, you know, share an idea, schedule a field trip. It kind of starts right there. And then it goes into you understanding how homeschool leadership works and then you can be a part. All right. Thank you. Are there any other issues that we, um, we didn't talk about that you want to mention? Um, I think when we were talking a little bit about the transition of what it takes to get a homeschooler into college and understanding some of the steps that I think homeschool parents need to take, mm -hmm. um, I believe we all have to begin thinking about our end result. I think sometimes we get into homeschool and we forget that the purpose is to uh, encourage our children to reach for higher education. You know, sometimes we get so into who teaches this class or if this, is, this class is the class I like or if I'm getting along with the person next to me, we need to have our eye on the prize of making sure that our kids are reaching towards higher education. So there are so many things that we can do. Um, because we have the luxury to homeschool, we can make sure that our kids get the exposure to the areas that they're interested in. We have time. You know, so if you have a, ch a child interested in law, or if you have a child interested in art, or if you have a child interested in computer science, I mean, homeschooling gives you the kind of time so that you can drench your child in that area of interest. I was talking to a parent today, and she was talking about economics. It was the area that her son was interested in, in and it wasn't a, being covered in the school she was coming out of. And I said, isn't it great that homeschooling can be a place where you can individualize a plan for your child's education? So as we think about the transition from high school to college, as parents, we have to do our work to make sure that we're push positioning our kids so that they are growing, you know, academically while, we in, while we're in this homeschool environment. Okay. So that's also a big issue. But we hope to see you at a HSLDA, and I am one of the educational consultants there. So if you need help or if you have a perspective, you know, that you'd like to share, we want to hear it. So feel free to reach out to us. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome. Thank you, Dr. Sharp.